Hey, football fans, it's Angela and Suzanne. And we are back. It's November the 20th. And we are, we had, we had a, uh, to miss last week. So we're going to try to recap um, the week 11 games, which were, um, and then and also the week 12 games. And we're coming into week 13 games. We are going to cover, hopefully, two weeks of exciting football <laughs> in one podcast. That's right. So bear with us. And we're going to try to keep it brief. But, yes, but, we're going to go through these as quickly but, but as possible. lots of great information. We're not going to cut out the you know great learning information. That's right. Okay, so week 11 games. I will go ahead and talk about Georgia Tech at Clemson because we were there. That's right. And it was a great game. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy to see Clemson playing well. Um, firing on all cylinders, sort of. Um, we looked a lot better. Yes, they did. Klubnik <laughs> only had one pick. Um, he came into the game with six interceptions and four fumbles. So one pick is good. We're, we're improving. Um, Will Shipley was back. Um, Yay, good. He had a good game. And this was surprising to me, Suzanne. Did you know the Georgia Tech offense was second in the ACC? I did not know that. I was surprised. They averaged 465 yards a game. Wow. Uh, Clemson's defense did a great job. We held them to five first downs and 100 yards in the first three quarters. Fresh Clemson had four interceptions made by freshmen, so I'm very excited about the future of our team. Things are looking up, um, looking more like a complete team. Very good. And it was fun. We had a really good time. Philip and Landon and Katie were there, and – we went to the Smoking Pig. If you're ever in that area over there by Anderson, Seneca, um, Clemson, you might know it by the Cialis commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great restaurant. Lots of fun. Really good barbecue and lots of sides. So anyway, that's my plug for the Smoking Pig. Yay. Um, good. So that was a great, a lot of fun and a great game. And you remember why it's so fun to actually go to the games because you get to see so much more than, you know, the when you watch it on TV, they cut out a lot of the fun things that you get to see. Like, I, I totally agree. And it's, you know, like we had these two majorettes a few weeks ago, the other game we went to, that were twirling with like three or four baton, batons on fire. Wow. And it was like, I was like, man, this, you could, you could well, charge admission for this. You know, we talk about the pageantry yes. of college football. And so, yes, when you're a college football fan, you get to see the games on TV I, and you get to see all the plays, but you don't take in the pageantry of it when you watch it on TV That's right. like you do when you're at the game. I know and it, it's hard for us because we live far away from where, you know, Georgia is the team that we like to follow. But, you know, to pick one or two games a year and just sort of make it a special weekend, it really is worth it because yep. you do, you get to see the pregame things that happen, the halftime things yes, that happen. Yes, halftime The I love. traditions of between the third and fourth quarter, the little things that you do and the it's just it's just all part of it and makes you fall in love with it all. Yes. We go to we we went to two games this year and and even just going like to the downtown area and shopping. Clemson has this little tiny downtown. They got probably three or four restaurants and four or five bars and some really cute shops. And, you know, just the whole thing, the tailgating. It is. Yes. The, Absolutely. Like you said, you get to actually watch. It was military day, so they did a lot of military appreciation, which was really nice. Oh, absolutely. They had a dude that was 100 years old that 
had been in like you know World War Two and stuff, and they on he was out there that's walking so around. Nice. I thought, gosh, uh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Anyway, it's just fun, it and is. I know a lot of UT people love going up to UT for that reason because it's a lot of yes, it's fun. fun. And, it's a fun you know, day. The whole yes. day is just fun. So, um, and I'm sure other football fans feel the exact same way. Oh, every school has their yes, and, and I would and love to do that things. one day. Maybe for our podcast one year. When Suzanne retires next year, we could go to, I would love to go to some of the other stadiums. Like, I've never been to Alabama. I'd love to go to Florida State and see the the person come out and with the, on the horse and stab yes, the, the Seminole. And, yeah. And I would love to go to a Florida game. I mean, and Georgia, of course. I would love to see some of these other stadiums because I haven't been to very many. Um, yes, that would, that, so that that would be so a, fun, I a think. A fun thing to do, for sure. Um, let's okay. see some other big games in week 11. Um, Georgia played Ole Miss. Georgia. Week. Yeah, that was a big game. Um, yes, it was supposed it, to be a big game. It was <laughs> a big game. Um, and um, it was senior night. It was a night game. So they really honored their seniors very well by the way they played in this game. And it's sort of what you just said with Clemson. It was one of those games where it was clicking. It just clicked everywhere. Um, very proud of how they played. They clinched. You know, right now the SEC is in East and West divisions. Next year, this is the last year of the divisions. Next year, everything's going to be thrown into one division when Oklahoma and Texas join the conference. But we're still in divisions this year, so they clinched the East. Good um, job, Georgia. Went in 52-17. to 17. And, um, yeah, so I'm I'm very proud of them. And you know, people so, thought that was going to be a closer game. Oh, they did. And yeah, Georgia well, Ole just, Miss has a has a has a potent offense. They can score fast. So I was very proud of them that they slowed that down. Georgia's just looking like I mean, they've just got so many weapons. Every week, it's like Brock Bowers is like, oh well, we'll just bring in these other great eight guys we have. Yeah. <laughs> well, they really. I think that's what you know. The difference. A lot. You know, we've said all teams have good players because they wouldn't be where they are without being a good player. It's when you get past that initial, the, the starters, how much do you have on your second and third? Like when You're people deep. get hurt, when people get, can you bring somebody in to replace them? The depth on teams is makes the difference. It really because does. You because you can rotate out people and they're not so worn out. Yes. And you're going to have injuries as part of the game. You're going to have yep. them over the course of a season and people get tired and they're going to get sick. They could catch a virus. I mean, all these things. And so you've got to be able to have people to come in and replace them. So um, anyway, but yes, I'm very proud of them. Now for our Tennessee fans, Tennessee did not show up in this game. Um, they played Missouri on the road, which is not easy. No. It is hard to do. I know Georgia played at Missouri last year. It was a very close game, and people were giving Georgia down the road because they came out of there with like a five-point victory, um, you know. But it's hard to play on the road, and um, anyway. Well, it's hard to play. Okay, it's hard to play on the road anyway, anywhere, Yes. Okay. I agree. And and Tennessee fans don't. I I hear them. I know you're. I know you're disappointed, and I know you're. I, I get that. I really do. We've we've had a struggle this year too. But 
I don't think it's as as bad as you think it is because Missouri is a very good team. They they and, are they were the ones that went under the radar this year. People had no idea. I when Georgia beat Missouri by nine, Georgia only beat Missouri by nine points. I know at they, home they we have given Georgia the best game so far, haven't they? Yes, Missouri. Yes, um, they had well Auburn. No Auburn. Oh gosh, Auburn. That was an anomaly. Okay, but, uh, we played them on the road though. And, and it was a loud even stadium. for Georgia. It's hard on the road. It's hard for any um, team. And so I don't Tennessee. Just don't be uh, don't don't beat yourself up about that too bad because I, I know I've seen a lot of comments and I know Tennessee's disappointed, but Missouri, they're yes, a very good team. But they lost thirty six to yes, seven. They did, and Missouri was on fire. Like they're a good team, but then add to that that for whatever reason they were extra motivated and they were on fire like you have those yep. weeks where you can do no wrong that was their week. they were clicking on all cylinders they really that day. were they were so anyway and then michigan versus penn state if you had to fall asleep during that game <laughs> yeah. it was the most I, I really should not say this but i know we're in the south here but that big 10 football sometimes is just a snoozer <laughs> I mean, it is like they barely pass the ball and it's just run two yards. Let's get two more. Oh, it's third and six. We better get six yards. <laughs> and it is just watching that game. It was the most unentertaining. Oh, really? And I don't mean I didn't to, watch it because we were at the, it's hard when you're at the game to watch the I know, when you're at the, the game. Well, I saw bits and pieces, but it, Michigan won 24 to 15, but it was, like I said, a anyway, snoozer. It was a snoozer, but Michigan got the win. Utah at Washington. Um, Washington beat them by a, a touchdown. So that was, that a, was close a close game. game. Miami at Florida State. Florida State beat them by one touchdown. That was and that's a huge that's a huge rivalry. <clears throat> yep. Um Alabama clinched the West by Creamin, Kentucky, 49 to 21. At Kentucky. At Kentucky. Um, Duke UNC was a very close hey, game. Uh, it was. That, that was, was a great game, and I think I saw the end of that. Duke beat UNC forty-five. No, UNC beat Duke forty-seven to forty-five in two overtimes. And Florida versus LSU—that was a back and forth, back and forth—and everybody thought LSU would just absolutely like. Oh yeah, that's right. And and it was back and forth, back and forth um, before LSU finally won. Um, and then USC versus Oregon or Oregon because USC is sort of having a, a struggle this year, but Oregon um, beat them uh, 36 to 27. But it you, was a very competitive game up until the end. I don't think USC is ranked anymore. No, they're not the golden. They child just anymore. lost. Well, and we're going to get into week 12, but they lost this weekend yes, to, I their, saw that. to their right. Like, you know, UCLA, <laughs> USC has always been the big. And then the only thing I want to say about week 11, and we'll move on, um, UCF, okay, little UCF beat Oklahoma State, who's ranked 15 at the time, 45 to 3. It was a huge upset. That's I saw that. So saw that's one of those you are going. That's a what happened. That's right a what happened. Okay. So anyway, that's a recap of week 11. And then our players of the week. My, okay, my player of the week for week 11 was Michael Penix Jr., who's the quarterback for Washington, because he, Pat, he, he 
achieved a goal of passing enough yards. It was 3,533 for the second consecutive season. He's uh, there's only been one other quarterback for Washington that's done this before because Washington typically is not a great football school, but this year, man, they are just blowing it out of the water. Um, so yeah. that was my player of the week. Okay. And mine was, sorry, UT fans, but I was just <laughs> Cody Schrader, that running back from Missouri had 200 in five yards. You know, when a running back gets 100 yards in a game, it's considered a good game. Right. He got 205 yards in one game. And also, running backs can also be a receiver. They can catch the ball. So he got the 205 rushing, and then he got 116 in receiving. Like, he caught the ball out of the backfield. That's a lot of so yardage. by him – he himself got over 300 yards of offense That's about great. what he did. So he was my player of the week. As he should be. So did, did you have, did we have a, what happened? The only thing I had under what happened and we said, we didn't know if we were going to put it in our chatter or what happened is I was just going to talk about, we had in week 11, we had two SEC coaches that were fired. Oh, that's right. Yes. We're combining chatter and what happened on that So one. do you want to just combine that right now? Yeah, let's now? just combine Okay. It. So that was going to be my what happened is we have Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. He's fired. And then the Mississippi State coach, Zach Arnett, was also fired. So they're both, as of right now, I don't think either team has made a choice yet, but they're on these big coaching searches trying to find – and a lot of people may ask, why would you do that before the end of the season? Like, just yes. wait till the end of the season. Let let them finish out with their team. And I, that would be my first, like, what I would think, too. But football is all about, you know, there's so many. We've talked variables. about so many variables. And one huge variable is recruiting. Um, and, you know, the, you have an early signing period in December, um, it's December 20th this year, and a lot of schools, if they know they're going to get rid of their coach, they want to get the new coach in place to be able to hold the recruits they have and perhaps bring some new ones in on that early signing day. Okay, and the so, reason for our listeners, you know, we a lot of our listeners aren't are, are new newer to football. Um, it's important to have that relationship with your coach. For instance they're coming into your living room or whatever and talking to your family and saying, we're, we want, you know, Bob to play for Texas A&M. Right. Mm -hmm. So if the coach that they talk to is gone, then that relationship is gone. So that's what Suzanne is saying. I think is they want to have a new coach in place as soon as possible to start making those relationships with the recruits so that they the recruits aren't scared off because they can just say I'm not I'm decommitting and I'm going somewhere right. else. Right and you know these recruits say they're committed but it's a verbal commitment it's not binding so they can change it any moment. They can change their mind. So they it's, might be a little unsettled when a coach gets fired and think yes. I don't know if I want to stick with that and see meanwhile until they sign, other schools are still pursuing them. Other schools are still going after those recruits so they can think, oh, you know what? I think I will go over to one of these other teams that has their coach in place and has 
something concrete going on versus over here where we don't know what's going to happen. It's more stable. So, it's a more stable yeah, it's, environment. So it is, it's a, it's a very sensitive thing. And that's, I think, what these teams are thinking. Yeah. And I would be thinking that too as a recruit. Like what's going on over there at Texas A&M? You know, who's going to be, the, it's unsettled. Exactly. And have you heard any chatter about who's going to replace him? No, they keep talking about... You know, I think they've contacted people and people aren't interested, that kind of thing. But no, I, of course, the Dabo's out there that I've heard his name thrown around. Okay. Um, but he's not leaving. I wouldn't think he would. I mean, I wouldn't think. But I think I've heard Dan Lanning's name thrown around a lot. But he's already said no. He's already. Well, that's what he said on TV. I don't know. Has he officially said no? I don't believe that he. I just. People have said he would I, like to come back to the South. And I can see that. But I just don't think he would say no on TV like that if he didn't mean it. Okay. I just, I, he's just not that kind of guy that would like, like he would be very wishy-washy and say, you know what? I don't want to talk about that right now. Let's move on. Right. Like he would, he would just sort of avoid it, avoid the issue and push <laughs> it to the side. But he, he did a definitive, yes. I mean, it was said, like, I'm not decisive. Here like, yeah, I am here at Oregon and I'm not going anywhere. I mean, it was very decisive. So I, that's why I think. I, th I, d I don't think it's going to be him. Okay. And then I heard Elko. Um, yeah, I see. I don't know. And if they've, I just they, know they've they're just throwing around a bunch they of names. Are. <laughs> they, you know what? We're going to know when they tell us, right? So um, I don't know. I don't so know. It, it'll be interesting. And they're, um, I'm not hear hearing as much chatter about uh, Mississippi State, but because Texas no. A&M has a huge football program that's very well um, funded. This, is, this is what I think for Texas A&M, they're going to go after a coach that's established, that's been a head coach yes. and that's, you know, they're going to go after the big, they're going to go after a big name. That's just what I think for Texas A&M because they do have the resources and they have the money. Mississippi State, on the other hand, I'm, they still, of course, want to hire a good coach, but I think they'd be more open to going and hiring a coordinator from another school or where I don't see where I don't see Texas A&M doing that. I see Texas A&M going after someone that's an established head coach. I see Mississippi State going after someone maybe that's been a good coordinator at a school. Yes. Well, that's the Texas A&M job is a huge job for any coach because they. That's, well, you're in Texas, which is one of the best high school exactly. recruiting. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see. We will keep you up to date on that as we hear anything. Okay. And then more chatter that I forgot to, we forgot, I forgot to put in our outline here. I put a post on Facebook who, speaking of Texas A&M, who has the friendliest fan base? So I would love to hear your comments because I haven't been to a whole lot of games in other stadiums. I've been to some. But, um, and I, of course, meet the fans coming into Clemson, and I've, you know, met some at, at Tennessee when I've been to those games and whatever. So, um, some of the comments were Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard that that's a, they're real friendly. Of course, in, some people don't think that. but it, it, and, and one person put South Carolina, which I said maybe they're nice to other teams. Mm -hmm. They're not nice to Clemson fans typically. Um, had some comments from LSU that they cook a lot of great food and they offer them to you at, at your tailgate. Mm -hmm. So they'd like, be like, hey, come try this, whatever. Right. Um, 
And somebody, I think somebody said Oklahoma. They were really nice. And um, so anyway, if whoever, if you've, if you've encountered a fan base that you thought, wow, they're really nice, especially when you go to their stadium, that's when you really see how fans act. When you were the opposing team and you're wearing your colors. Yes. And you go into their stadium. Yeah. Um, so the Missouri anyway. fans, um, I will say, we went to the Georgia-Missouri game. The Missouri fans that were there, like the different little hangout places we like to go before the game, there were several Missouri fans. <clears throat> um, and they were interacting with all the Georgia fans, and they seemed very friendly and oh, like good. they were just excited to be there. And so, you know, I was impressed with that. It wasn't <laughs> like they stood over by themselves. They got right in there and were playing cornhole, or, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just having a drink with, you know, and just socializing. That's know? how, that's how I felt about Texas A&M when they came to play Clemson. They were very interactive with all the Clemson uh, tailgate we were tailgating and they were very interactive and in the line waiting to get in they were just very friendly and very you know mm-hmm. not standoffish right. at all um you know we always thought clemson fans were nice because we couldn't they were always welcoming when we first started going i don't know if we even more colors when we first started going but anyway there's there it's just fun to see because you know we hear a lot about bad fans like where's the worst place to play well I was thinking, let's talk about some of the nicest fans. There you go. Um, and let's strive to be let's strive to be nice fans. Welcome players to your stadium. That was what Phil and I were just like stunned when they would say, "Welcome to Clemson. We hope you have a great time." <laughs> like what? So do, yep. let's do let's strive to be good fans. Let's there try to be go. welcoming, good fans. There you go. Okay. So next, All right. are we moving on to? Uh, let's move on to. Week 12. Week 12 recap. Yes. Big, All right. big week 12. Big week 12. All right, Angela, you start out with your team again. You want me to start with, okay. Yes, Clemson. you go ahead because they were clicking again. It, this was a big game. North Carolina played at Clemson and we beat them 31 to 20, which I was so happy. I heard that Drake May is the number one draft pick. Drake May is the quarterback for North Carolina. I don't know. I haven't researched that. But I heard some announcers saying that he I've was, heard that before about him. I mean, so he's, this is, I know North Carolina is kind of like Missouri. We used to put him in the never good football teams pile. But they're really good this year. So we were nervous about that game. Anyway, yes. Will Shipley had a game. He had 18 carries, 126 yards, and a touchdown. Kay did a lot better. And it was our senior night. So there you it go. was sad. They did a... One of our um, defensive tackles' name is Rook Ororo, which I always love it when they have to call his name. And that, so they did a little video of the seniors <laughs> talking about what a great time they'd had it, you know, how they posted on the websites for the team and all that. And so they were talking about what a great time they'd had at Clemson. They were sad it was their last game, and it was like, oh, made me teary-eyed. But anyway, um, there was a real interesting touchdown. I don't know if you saw that because you were probably watching. I think that was on the same time Georgia was. It, 330 um, game, yeah. Yeah, so Kate Klubnick had a call, and he barely, I mean, Suzanne, the bell barely touched the plane. And it was a reviewed play. But that's something we've talked about on our podcast before. The ball just has to break the plane it, yeah, that's all to be a touchdown. Even the point. It just, like, it if one little, it doesn't have it. to be the whole ball. No, it, it's not like soccer. 
It has just the right. It's just the and I'm telling you, Suzanne, it probably broke the plane by a centimeter. Hey, it broke. And, it, and they they reviewed the play and it was called a touchdown. But it reminded me of us talking about that because that's so weird that you're thinking, well, that didn't. And cross it's the, the ball, line. not the player. It's not the player. Yeah. In fact, the player could get across and the ball where they're carrying it could be behind when they get tackled. And people are always like, why wasn't that a touchdown? It has to be the ball, where the ball is. Yes. That's why players will extend the yes. ball. <laughs> he extended do... it way out. And yes. It, it, and if it hits the pylon, even on the corner, you've got those um, the little orange stick things that stand up yeah, on like each a side, like a cone. And if that ball hits the pylon, it's a touchdown. So that's so, an interesting thing about American football is yes. that it just has to break the plane. So it was very close, but that was an interesting call. Um, and another cool, it probably was shown, should have been shown on highlights. Nate Wiggins stripped the running back about UNC's running back was about to cross the line and make a touchdown. He reached his hand and grabbed that ball out of his arm and stripped it. Wow. And saved a touchdown. Good defense. So that was a that was kind of a play that was going around this week. So anyway, Absolutely. it was a great game. I'm proud of my Tigers. They were finally improving. We're seeing going some in the right direction. Going in the right direction. Very good. So do you want to talk about the Georgia-Tennessee yes, game, Yes, and I'm just going to say this is the one game, and I love, I love, but this is, I don't know, I don't want to, this is the one game of the year I just want to make it through because I do, like, we live in Tennessee, I'm, we love my, my family, you know, we live in Tennessee. It's, we're living in East Tennessee. We live in East Tennessee, East Tennessee. one hour it from is, the stadium. It is, we are one hour from Neyland Stadium and um, have so many friends and they're all, all about the Tennessee Vols, which I can appreciate because I understand how much I love my team. Um, so I totally I get all that. So it's it just makes it hard. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, it's it's very, very hard because only one person can win. And um and yes, of course I'm cheering for Georgia to win, but at the same time, I don't anyway. It's we, just my we, one game we, every you year. You love a lot of people who love Tennessee. I do, I do. So, do so I. um anyway, I mm. am just gonna talk about it from the Georgia standpoint. Um you know, it um, Tennessee has a very hard environment to play in. That was the thing I, I was most worried about because I know that Tennessee Stadium is probably one of the loudest in the entire country. And it's so hard to go up there and do very much and communicate with your team because it's so loud. You can't, you know, signals, quarterback trying to call plays. It's hard to communicate. Yeah. We've talked about um, that where the fans come in. Yes, and so it's very hard. Tennessee scored on the very first play of the game. <laughs> Their running back took off and ran it like 75 yards for a touchdown. On the, and it was the first 11 seconds. And so you're, you know, left thinking, wow, <laughs> yeah. that was something. Um, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But really, after that, Georgia just – did their thing. And I was so proud of them. And we didn't have Lad McConkey. He has, um, as Kirby Smart would say, a tweaked ankle right now. Um, I don't think it's like the high ankle sprain, the real serious kind, but he has some kind of, so they're just 
trying to watch him right now. Um, we're going to need him down the road, but um, he didn't get to play. But we had another player. His name is Dylan Bell. He's been a role player and done things, and he's just someone that has filled in different places. Even at running back this year when we had all our running backs hurt, he filled in. And he's just been a great role player. But he came in and had the game, like his best game he has ever had since he's been at Georgia. Like it was a Dylan Bell day. And I was just No, so there was another guy. Um, uh, Marcus Rosemey Jackson. Yeah, he's had like 15 names. Yes. <laughs> and, and he's got a neat story. If I had a longer, I could talk about why his last name is like that. Rosemey Jackson. Yes. Marcus Rosemey Jackson. He had a big game. He did have a big game. And he's a great leader on that team. Great leader. And I had never team. seen him before. Like, where did he come from? I was like, Georgia. Oh, just, no, he's played all year. Georgia just saw, keeps producing. Yeah, no, <laughs> he did. All and, these and our quarterback had a good game. Brock Bowers had a good game. If you saw, like, we noticed Brock because he he is such a great blocker. You know, he's very good at that. Anyway, I was very, very proud of the defense. Figured things out. Um, it was it was a very, very good day for uh, for the dogs. For the dogs. Um, and. Entertainment-wise, Dolly Parton was there with Peyton. And anybody there got to see some good entertainment. Dolly and Peyton walked out together. Apparently, her mic had problems with her mic, which is sad, but she looked amazing. 77 years old, y'all. Looked amazing. Looked amazing. Okay, another huge game was the Washington-Oregon State game. Washington played at Oregon State. In the pouring down rain. Oh, it if was anybody, awful. it was it was almost hard to watch it on TV just because the water was hitting the camera and it was blurry and there were rain. I mean, it wasn't just a steady rain. It was it, it was, was a downpour. It was a downpour. It was messy. It was just and it looked cold. It was at night. It just uh, those fans. Uh, I give you credit for staying there. Oh, uh, I do too. But it was a great game. I mean, oh, back and forth. It was a great game. Washington finally pulled it out at the end, and it was 22 to 20. They held on, basically. That it was, I mean, it was close. It was, that was a very exciting game. Yeah. It, I was flipping back and forth between that one and the Florida Missouri game. And then let's go into that one. That was a great game. That and, was my favorite game this week. Yes. Uh, other than the Clemson game, of course. But just as far as just a observer watching a great game. I thought that was wow. And who won it at the end, Angela? Missouri with the thicker kicker. The thicker kicker. We've talked about him before. He's Coach Drink calls him the um, money. What's his last name? Um, shoot, what's his name? Uh, we call him the thicker kicker, but he calls him, um, shoot, I can't think of his name. Uh, well, is it Melvis? Uh, it's uh, Mevis. 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 He calls him Money Mevis. Money Mevis. There you go. <laughs> he said, y'all call yes. him Thicker Kicker. I call him Money Mevis because it's always right on the money. <laughs> well, the Thicker Kicker came through again. They said he weighed, they were talking about the reason they call him that. He looks like a linebacker. Or yeah, he, he looks does. like he should be on the defense because he's a, he's a pretty tall guy and he weighs 245 pounds. So he's a big, I mean, kickers usually are not built that way. Kickers so usually are lean and look like soccer players. <laughs> you just look at them and they're like long and thin yes. most of the time. But um, anyway. Yeah, and he's got a cute personality. But and they played, was, they played at Missouri. Um, and so Florida really gave them a game. Florida, Florida's got it, got something in them. They, I think they're going to be a good team. And I heard some analysts talking about them. Missouri last year, they were saying Missouri 
was losing games by one play and they had to learn how to win a game, how to win at the end, complete things. And they were saying Florida's kind of that same way. They need to learn how to win win because they're close in a lot of these games. They're, they're close. Some they, of them not, but you know, they're, I just thought that was a great game. It was almost a huge upset because Missouri is nine. Yeah, because they're, ranked, ra- number they're nine. ranked number nine. So, yeah, but they came through in the end with a thicker kicker. So, Gosh, um, that was just yeah, – that was a nail ball. It was a great game. And then um, then it, the sad thing that really happened to me yes. – Now, oh, and we need to say, in that Missouri-Florida game, the Florida quarterback did get hurt too. Don't know yes. how serious – his injury is um his name he, is graham mertz graham mertz and he was has had had a, you know he's doing pretty well but they had to bring in a backup quarterback so it's always sad you know i say it's sad i know it's a rough game football is hard it's rough but florida lost their quarterback and then anybody that watched and florida state played like a lesser team was they played north, north alabama Al- north alabama um and you just hate to see this, but their quarterback, who was amazed, has just been amazing this year. His name is Jordan Travis. Yes. He- I mean, I didn't get to see it actually when it happened, but they showed clips of his injury and his leg. It just, oh, it just looked horrible. Like it was just He's turned. out for the season, which oh, he's is sad. Got, he's got to be because his leg was turned in a direction it shouldn't be turned in. It was horrible. And so I just feel badly for him. And Florida State is one of those teams undefeated with playoff hopes. So we'll see how this all affects them. So Yeah, that's um, been a lot of news lately. But I will say the QB2, the quarterback two, Tate Rodemaker went in and did a a pretty doggone good job. And and that is great, but there's a difference between North Alabama and – Everybody else. And who they're (laughs) going to – like Louisville, that they're going to play in the ACC or even Florida. I mean, we just talked about Florida. Florida's Florida's backup quarterback did a good job. Their backup quarterback, Florida's backup quarterback, Max Brown, did a good job, I thought, coming in after – Graham Mertz got hurt and did a good job. Still almost beat Missouri. Still. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But I hate that. that, The Florida State Stadium is called Doak Campbell, D-O-A-K, Doak Campbell. And they – I hated – and they were at Florida State. So I just hated that for him. But I've been seeing some sweet pictures online of the team in the hospital room with him. I know. We're all rallying around him. But, you know – just hate so, it for Florida State because even though there are rivals in the ACC, I thought they've done a great job this year. They've earned their way, and I hate for them not to make it to the playoffs. But they should make it if they remain undefeated, so we'll see right. how that goes. They've got to get but, two more but games. But pe- that is one of the things that the college football playoff committee can take into account is if players are hurt or they have coaching changes. That is yes. something they can take into account when they decide on the final teams. All right. Okay, that that probably wraps up the you know the games of week twelve. Uh, just and we're you know we're just try to highlight I know Louisville Miami was a Louisville Miami. Let's mention them real quick. Yes. That was a super close game. I picked Miami, but Louisville beat Miami thirty eight to thirty one, and yes, that was, was just a down to the wire game. Yes. Um, Kansas Kansas State was close. Yes. Um, oh, so Arizona State blew out Utah. Utah. That, that, was now a, that was that was one that probably no one saw coming. Um, I think people thought it could be a close game, but no one thought it would be a blowout. No. Um, 
So, um, who was your players of the week? All right, I picked your player of the week from the previous week. I picked the Washington quarterback, okay, Michael Penix, because as we mentioned, it was pouring down rain. The wet, you know, and when you're a quarterback trying to throw that wet ball around, it's hard. It's very hard to do. Um, but he never stopped throwing the ball around. No, he and, was throwing it for long passes all game. And I'm talking he had third and long, like third and 12 <laughs> yards. And here he is just throwing, and he would, and they would make the play. I know. Like it was always when they got backed up in a corner and they had to get this play, he came through. And to me, you know, I know he's sort of in the Heisman talk too. That's the sign of just greatness. Is someone that has all that pressure and all that on them, and they come through in the clutch like that. And he seemed to do that over and over in that game. So I picked him. And then I also just wanted to do a shout-out to a maybe a co-player of the week, but Dylan Bell from Georgia. <laughs> I'm, I'm picking my Homer, my Homer, Homer. Uh, pick. But he caught, he caught a touchdown pass, but then they did a play where the our quarterback, Carson Beck, threw – tossed it out to him and then he passed the ball wow. to Marcus Rosemey Jackson in the I think I saw that. And it was in just a, a, a cool play. Replay. And um they asked him after the game, which touchdown did you enjoy more? The one that you threw for the one that you caught? He said, I think I like the one I threw. He said, I don't get to do that very much and I liked throwing it. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, Dylan Bell and Michael Pennix. So my player of the week, also from the Washington-Oregon State game, was Damian Martinez. He's a running back for Oregon State. He ran for 123 yards and two touchdowns. So he's been a star for their team, uh, for the Oregon State Beavs, the, the Beavers, and also Beaver fans. Why? DJ, DJ Uyunglele is also their quarterback, and he did a good job, I thought, in that rainy, nasty weather. Um, so Beaver fans, I have a question. Phil, Phil and I both had a question. Why do you wear hard hats? What is the hard hat? I tried to Google it. I couldn't find an answer. All the fans were wearing hard yeah, hats. Yeah, I saw that. So I didn't I know. know. Is it because a beaver is like a work, per, the workhorse of I the think, animal I think world? Maybe that's what it is. Or is it because their stadium's under construction? I wasn't sure, but I saw a lot of hard hats. So but beavers. I think, they, I think they've done that in the past, though, too. So okay, so maybe that's their thing. Like beavers are the construction people of the animal world. Maybe. So I don't know. Please, somebody let us know. Yes, let um, us know. My other player of the week, just as a general rule, was the whole Florida team. Because I thought for them to go into the Missouri environment at night, lose their quarterback, Graham Mertz, still and bring in QB2 at a night game, I just I couldn't believe how great they played against that Missouri team. So hats off, Georgia. Good job. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. Georgia too, but I was talking about Florida. Okay, and then we just have a quick, what happened? Real quick, what happened? Okay, Auburn. <laughs> Auburn. And Auburn fans, I'm so sorry that I have to point this out, but I'm still <laughs> trying. You know what? If this were my team, I'd be saying the same thing. Exactly. What happened? New I would, Mexico State. <clears throat> come on, you had to pay them to come. Auburn lost to New Mexico State. Not by a field goal. No. Not by, which would still be bad. They lost 31 to 10. Okay. They At lost, Auburn. They lost by 21 points. At their home field. And for those of you that don't know this, when a 
team like an Auburn, a Tennessee, a Clemson, a Georgia, when they host these lesser teams, and I know we all want good games all the time, these programs get paid a lot of money to come knowing they're probably going to lose, but they do it because they get recognition, they get to be on TV, they get recognized, and they get a lot of money from the school that they're playing, the conference. So <clears throat> Auburn paid $1.8 million for New Mexico State to come play them, to beat them 31 to 10. So we're just going to say Auburn. What happened? What happened? Because before this game, we had already pointed out that, you know what, they have a new coach. And they were sort of building a little, little momentum as they were going along. They beat Georgia by one touch. I mean, Georgia beat Auburn by one touchdown at their place. They, uh, Ole Miss, beat Auburn by one touchdown at their place. It's called, it's it's spelled Jordan hair, but, but they, they pronounce it Jordan. And right, I still don't know home, why. At home. So Auburn has been in some of these big games and competed. And they seemed like they were sort of getting their groove on and getting things going. And then all of a sudden, like, where did this come from? So anyway, that's our what happened. Yeah, that that's going backwards. We don't you don't yeah, need to go that backwards. That is definitely going backwards. Okay, so we're ready to make our picks for the week. This is rivalry rivalry week, by the way, for a lot of schools. Some schools play their rivals early on, like Texas, Oklahoma was was early, but this is is a big rivalry week. Okay. All right, we're on. Okay, fans, we're going to pick our week 13 games. Suzanne, you want to start start us off? Yes, and um, I also am going to tell you that we have a guest picker with us today. Um, my mom, we call her KK. <laughs> she watches college football, loves watching the games, and she's been following some of these teams this year, so she has knowledge of what they've been doing. So she's going to she's going to be our our guest picker. Welcome, so, KK. <laughs> also also famously second in the the Kimball family group picks and let me tell you all the Kimballs know a lot about football so that's saying something so her, her to we, be second we, we try okay our first game KK Mississippi with Ole Miss versus Mississippi State who do you have Ole Miss okay Ole Miss. All right, Ange. Ole Miss. Okay, Ole Miss. I think I'm. that's going to be a – all of us are picking Ole Miss on that one. Okay, second one. Oregon State at Oregon. KK? Oregon. Okay, Oregon. I'm picking Oregon, too. Who, what about you, Angela? I'm going to pick Oregon. They, Although Oregon State looked good last week when they played Washington. Yeah, I think I'm just picking Oregon because they're at Oregon. They're at Oregon. So that, that could go either way. Yes. Okay, this is the big game, the big one. Ohio State at Michigan. Um, KK, who do you have in that one? Oh, this is going to be so close. I'm going to have to say Michigan. Okay. You, you need to explain why, KK. Yeah, tell us why. Uh, I just did. That's where I was born and went to school and lived there the first part of my life. And I love Michigan. Oh, well, there you go. So you're a go blue on this one. All right. And um, Michigan roots for KK. <sighs> I'm picking Ohio State. 
Ohio Sorry, KK, State. but it, it could, I, they could I, both. You know, I honestly do not know. I, I know just, it could go either way. I just don't know. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna pick Michigan just because they're playing at home, and I know that Michigan is. It's almost like Neyland Stadium. It is. It's big. It's got over a hundred thousand people, it's big. and when it's packed, it is hard to play there. Um, I'd say it'll be packed. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, now oh, we haven't true. even talked about that's that. That's true. KK po- pointed out something that we we were going to discuss for our listeners, and we forgot to point this out. Michigan's coach has been suspended, Jim for the, Harbaugh, for the rest of the regular season. Now, if they go into postseason, you know anything after the regular season, um, he's allowed to come back, but he will not be present on the field for the Michigan Ohio State game. So that is that's another thing to consider. Um, okay, next game is Kentucky at Louisville. KK. Louisville. Okay. And I'm gonna have to pick Louisville. I'm picking Louisville too. I think they're a hot that's team. ACC team, by the way. Yes. ACC is looking good this year. They are doing so. They're they really are doing well. All right. Now this next one we're picking just more for fun. Um, the it's it's Wisconsin at Minnesota, and the winner gets the Paul Bunyan axe. So it's just this like tradition. So we're picking it mainly because of the tradition of the Paul Bunyan axe. <laughs> um, so KK, do you like Wisconsin? They're playing at Minnesota. It's Wisconsin at Minnesota. I know nothing about them, but I'm going to pick Minnesota because that's where they're playing. All right. I know nothing about them much. Wisconsin is who I'm going to pick, but I, I don't. All right, Wisconsin. I don't have it. I'm going to pick Minnesota too. Why not? Okay. <laughs> I could go. That, that could go either way. Okay. Next, we have Clemson at South Carolina. KK, who do you like in this one? Uh, Angela, shall I get even in that pick, Clemson? <laughs> you do what you think is best, KK. I am going to pick Clemson. They did well last week. Thank you. It's about time. I, hey, Clemson's on a roll right now. I'm picking Clemson too. I think they're 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 figuring everything out and they're getting it going right here toward the end. All right, and I can't but, imagine who you're. So picking. we're pa- we're playing at Williams Bryce Stadium. That's the South Carolina right. Stadium. This is a huge rivalry, in-state rivalry, and. So that gives South Carolina an edge because South Carolina is going to Shane Beamer is begging the fans to be there and to stay for the whole game because that, as we've talked about on our podcast, makes a big difference to the fans. So it's not going to be an easy game. I don't think. No, it's a hard road environment. Very hard. And, and, um, but Will Shipley will be running that ball all over the place. That's right. Oh, I'm picking Clemson for sure, but it's it's still going to be a that's not an that's a huge rivalry. People from South Carolina really come out they're really strong in favor of one or the other school. Yeah, so, that, that those are that's like Auburn, Alabama. It is like Auburn, for Alabama. anybody in the SEC that like fans that just really don't like each other. <laughs> but but during that they're usually game. they're all friends together and they'll come into the game wearing their different colors and, and married. They're enemies for three hours right. and then they're friends again. That's right. Um, so um, okay, the next one I just had to put this on there: Georgia at Georgia Tech. <laughs> um, KK. Georgia. <laughs> All right. You, yeah, I well, agree. I I don't know. 
Georgia Tech is a lot. It, they're a much improved team this year. They're already bowl eligible. They um, yes, and I just said they had the um, was it the second best offense in the ACC. Yes. Okay. All right, who are you picking, Ange? Uh, Georgia. Okay. By a lot. Um, well, we'll see. <laughs> um, like I said, they just got to come. Hey, after after Auburn losing to New Gosh. Mexico State, uh, I'm saying anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Um, all right, last one. Florida State at Florida. Florida State. All right. All right, so this is a big game. Will the Gators ruin Florida State's playoff chances in the swamp? Oh, and can we just point out both teams are playing with backup quarterbacks. Both That's right. quarterbacks got hurt this previous week. So they're both playing with their backup quarterbacks. So that will be something to keep an eye on. So okay. So Florida is kind of an they they're kind of all over the place. Like they had a great game last week. So they could definitely beat Florida State in a if they're all on all cylinders. And it's at Florida. And but those fans can get pretty rowdy. That's a great environment. It's hard for the opposing team to come into. So I'm still going to pick Florida State, but I think Florida could definitely win this. You um, both ways. No, yeah. I, no, I, I want Florida State to win because that's our representation from the ACC. That's the only one we have that could make it, I think, to the playoffs. But I just think Florida could do it. I mean, people have kind of discounted them, but, man, they can – as on. a Georgia fan, I just don't know if I can ever pick Florida winning game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to pick Florida State also. Um, I just think they're going to have enough to do it. So well, they played well all year. We'll we'll see how they do with the backup they, quarterback. He did pretty well, but of course, it wasn't a a top team. That's right. That's so. right. KK, thank you for being our guest speaker. Thank you, KK, so much. We appreciate it. Um, we really appreciate it. And, um, I think we're wrapping up here. We're ready to wrap up. So, well, this is a big week. Everybody enjoy Thanksgiving and yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your families and enjoy some football. Don't forget the egg bowl is on Thursday night. Oh yes. The egg bowl is Thursday night. And then some of these games, Oregon state and Oregon, that's Friday night. They're Friday. So you will have games spread out starting Thursday through Saturday. So check and make check sure your, check your schedules, check your schedules. All right. Go tigers. Go dogs. <laughs>